0: Colt Emerson, Johnny Farmello, Ty Pete, Ben Williamson, welcome to Seattle. Our thoughts on the Mariners' first four picks in the 2023 MLB draft coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is again Monday, July 10th, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mirrors podcast, brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. This is the second and final show you'll be getting today. We'll be going over the Mariners 4 day one draft picks on this episode. And on the other, if you haven't checked it out already, we talked about the Mariners series victory over the Astros and our thoughts heading into the all-star break day two of the draft is underway as we're recording this, but we're, uh, but it's likely over by the time you are listening to this. We'll look at some of the names taken today on tomorrow's show Uh, We also have Joe Doyle of Future Stars Series scheduled to join the show and dissect the Mariners draft once we have the full picture on Wednesday. So look forward to that. Uh, Colby, real quick, uh, before we hop into these guys, just got to give a shout out to some of our listeners who I know were there at Lumen Field last night for the draft, uh, who loudly let Rob Manfred know throughout the entire night that he is a disgrace to baseball. And should resign effective immediately. So props to you guys that was really fun to watch him get incredibly flustered and increasingly more flustered as the night went along. Uh, someone should do like someone should make like a compilation of every time he came out and like compare like how frustrated he was to the previous mm-hmm. time he came out. Uh, yeah uh, that provided some um, some much needed entertainment because Colby quite frankly the Mariners draft at least the way it started kind of boring it looked like it might get interesting there for a little while because you know first 11 picks or so there was a couple reaches it seemed like the the board was kind of falling nicely for the Mariners and maybe that you know speculation that they would actually get one of the you know big college bats to fall to them was actually going to happen but then Tommy Troy goes off the board. Matt Shaw goes off the board. Kyle Teal goes off the board. Enrique Bradfield goes off the board. And so the Mariners get a guy who was mocked to them over and over and over again over the last, I don't know, couple months. And John Glenn High School shortstop Colt Emerson. So we've talked about him a lot, obviously, because he has been mocked to the Mariners quite a bit. Uh, So you guys listening or watching right now probably know about him. Uh, we also talked to Joe Doyle about him uh, when he was on the show a couple weeks back. Uh, but for those of you that that don't know or are just tuning in now, uh, Colby, now that Emerson is officially in the Mariners organization, what are they getting from the 17-year-old?
1: Yeah, um, from all accounts, they're getting a, uh, a great kid who comes from a, a really good family has a great support system and those are all things that uh really matter and obviously help uh, a young player who's starting his first and hopefully last career um so you know obviously that that's a great start but emerson the player really interesting one of the best if not the best prep bat um just from a raw hit tool perspective in the country good athlete nobody seems to question that he can stay up the middle um, or slide over to third base, which is another premium position. So he's going to play a, you know, premium position. The hit tool is legitimate. There's average or better power right now. And he's not even 18 years old yet. Um, you know, it's a lefty stick. Uh, there are a lot of similarities to Cole young who the Mariners drafted last year, except, you know, obviously, uh, in this case, Emerson is younger. He is a full year, young, uh, full year younger than, Uh, young was when he was selected uh, last year. So there's more upside here. There's a little more bat speed. He's a better athlete. He's a little bit better hit tool. Colt Emerson is essentially better Cole young. Um, And I I have to think that if he was in the draft last year, he would have been, you know, top 10, top 12 pick. Uh, This is, this is an exciting player. He's a very good player uh, who probably is going to move relatively fast considering that he is a prep 17 year old uh, nobody really doubts the hit tool. I think what we're just waiting to see is, is, is he going to be a, you know, is he going to max out the hit tool or is he going to try to max out the power? Um, obviously ideally you'd like to do both, but that's not really realistic. Um, but when you look at the ceiling on the hit tool, it's, it's two eighty, two ninety, three hundred 300, uh, is probably the ceiling on the hit tool. Um, but you look at the ceiling on the power end, it's probably 25 homers. So you kind of have to pick a lane. Um, if you're Seattle and if you're Emerson, um, you kind of have to pick, pick a direction that your, your player development is going to go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good player. It's a good lump of clay. And, and even if he, if he opts for the more power, he's probably still a 260, 270 bat. Um, if he goes the power route, honestly, it's going to be kind of similar to Kyle Seager would be my guess. Like, like good Kyle Seager, not uh-huh. the last few years, Kyle Seager. So yeah, I think this is a really good player. I think he slides you know, into the top five, would be my guess, in the Mariners' prospect ranks, and he's he's a really fun player, and, and it's a guy that I was following uh, throughout the entire process. Obviously, he was mocked to Seattle early. Um, but yeah, you just learn more about the guy. You learn more about the player. You learn more about the profile. It's hard not to like uh, Cole Emerson, and, and I know the Mariners were pleasantly surprised that he was uh, available to them at 22, uh, and they were willing to take him even though it sounds like Uh, They'll have to go over slot to to get that deal done. But overall, Mariners fans should be pretty pumped about Emerson. He is a really good player.
0: Yeah, it's an excellent hit tool that's going to play up at any possible position. He'll uh, he'll wind up playing uh, shortstop, second, third, uh, out, you know, center field. Uh, it's going to play up wherever and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what the Mariners want to do with his development. If they want to put an emphasis more on the power, because, you know, there is going to be a trade off there, right? You're you're trading off more home runs for uh, or you're trading off, um, you know, a few points of the batting average for more home runs. Right. Um, but as we saw with, you know, during his time with the uh, 18U uh, national team for Team USA, uh, there's high average bat there in that profile. Uh, right now so uh gonna be a lot of fun to to see um you know him make his pro debut here and uh what they do with him over the next couple of years uh, with his development and see how that that power development uh develops because there's a ton of bat speed there and that's why you know people think that it could be 25 30 home runs when it's all said and done uh, so that's that's a really exciting pick for the uh for the mariners uh we're gonna be talking about their uh their second pick Johnny Farmello. Outfielder out of Virginia in just a moment. But first, a reminder: this episode of the Locked On Marriage Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes you don't know what we want, why we react the way we do till we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't feel that your match is suitable for you, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on mlb today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p dot com slash locked on mlb. And you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Uh the all-star week is obviously going on right now, but you can still get your mariners fix on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app. Uh, so we've talked about Colt Emerson. Again, we've talked a lot about him, so didn't want to spend too much time on him. Let's talk about Johnny Farmello, who we haven't talked about at all, but he became a very popular selection and mock drafts for the Mariners, especially at that 29 or 30 uh, pick over the last couple of days. A lot of helium around his name, and that all came to fruition last night, which again leads to the you know boring aspect of the mariner's draft because it was it was kind of expected uh when we got to that point but uh varmelo might be the most expensive guy the mariners land in this draft um mm-hmm. apparently their word on the street is they're going well over slot for him we'll see what the final numbers are on on that but uh this is a guy with um wheels for days uh there's a legitimate chance he can stick in center field uh and the the there's high, high upside with the power. So uh dive into that a little bit more for us here. What are the Mariners getting with Johnny Farmello and, and why did they make him their 29th selection spend all this money presumably on him?
1: Yeah. uh A lot to dream on with Farmello. He is, this is kind of a running theme uh, for the Mariners even going into today. He's a bit of a freak athlete. He's a really good athlete who has really loud tools really very little doubt that he can play up the middle of the field. He's a lefty stick. Again, this all should sound familiar. Um, I, I think, you know, there, there's interesting when I, when I hear about him from others, when I read about him from other people's works, I, I see some similarities to a less refined Jared Kelnick when Kelnick was drafted um, where yes, he gets stick in center, but he might grow out of it. He might get too big essentially, uh, to play center field, but it's a whippy swing. There is above average raw power here. Hit tool is probably not where Kelnick's was, and that's why Kelnick went six and Formello would go 29. Um, but I, I do think there's some similarities here. It's a pretty good arm. He um, should have no problem if he does, you know, bulk up being above average to good in a corner outfield spot. Uh, it's just it's it's a hit tool thing with him. How much can you extract from the hit tool? Can you get him to two, to you know two fifty hitter, which is about a fifty grade hit tool? If you can get him there, then the power is probably going to play up just fine, and he's going to add value both defensively and on the bases. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely an everyday profile, and and the ceiling here is is certainly all star. Like the bat speed is legit, um, the power, raw power is legitimate. It's just a matter of can he make enough contact um, to you know, put up an average. I, I think, you know, one of the comps I read yesterday was Colby Rasmus, which, you know, good player, not anything super exciting. Uh, so yeah, the Mariners are really banking, especially if they're going over slot and, and they kind of sacrificed their second round pick to get this uh, to get this guy signed. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform and, and on the Mariners player development system to get him to perform. But These are guys that the Mariners have taken shots on recently, and and they've worked out pretty well so far. I mean, ultimately, we don't know if Harry Ford is is going to be a good big leaguer, but that's off to a fantastic start. Um, Edwin Arroyo, they were able to turn him around so fast that he was a major part of the Luis Castillo trade. And you look at what they've done already with Cole Young, and you look at what they've done with uh, Gabriel Gonzalez, and you kind of start to look around and say, hey, you know, these prep bats, early returns are the Mariners are pretty good at developing prep bats again we'll have to wait and see we don't know uh ultimately if they can turn them into big leaguers or or not but th- right now the track record looks good and farmello is just a tooled up outfielder who you know if everything clicks for him maybe he's you know maybe he's a 260 30 home run 20 steal above average center fielder like yeah That's definitely on the table for him, but, uh, yeah, it's, you took a pretty big risk going what sounds like it's going to be significantly over slot with this guy. So you better hit, or if you don't hit, you better hope that you hit somewhere else down the line. So it's a bit of a risky pick. Um, it's, it's probably my least favorite of the picks for that reason, but Mm. I'm not about to doubt the Mariners. I think they can get this guy to a ceiling and, and my, my trust in the player development system is, is quite high right now. So, they want to give it a shot I, i'll i'll give them the opportunity to prove me wrong but uh, this one to me is is the uh this is the pick that i'm worried about the most
0: it's 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 definitely the catalyst right it feels like a lot of the mariner's success with this draft is riding on farmello because of the of what they're investing in him right for all sure. the reasons that you just laid out um now if we're just like talking player, player yeah, yeah yeah if we're just talking player alone i think this is my favorite pick mm-hmm. so far um, at least in terms of the the day one guys, because again, you're talking about a guy that that can play potentially an above average center field, mm-hmm. steal you, you know, anywhere from 15 to 25 bags and hit for 25 to 30 home runs. Yeah. Sign me up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Without being a nothing in the batting average department. Like, yeah.
1: No, yeah. Formella's a really good prospect. Like, this is about where he should go at yeah. significantly over slot to the detriment of other draft picks? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm skeptical, but also putting my faith in the mariner system. But ty do you want to give people your comp for uh for farmella
0: I don't I don't want I don't want to do that anymore now after yeah. I heard who else who right. else made this comp. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Interesting. I'm Interesting. good. I'm good. Yeah. I'll pass. I'll pass. Yeah. Uh probably do, the high do you want to do you want to share your comp though? Yeah, I already did. Less polished. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You did.
1: So, yeah, probably the highest ceiling of anybody they've taken. But because of the added risk, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't hate the pick, certainly. It's not how I would have done things, but also what do I know? So uh, I just kind of trust the Mariners in this aspect of things. And and Farmelo is a guy who, for me, going to be around you know eight nine ten i think in 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 my prospect ranks i haven't actually done them yet uh wait and see that they get all these guys signed but he is certainly an interesting player and and he's the type of guy like he's probably only going to be in arizona this year but if he starts next year in modesto and he's also uh, he's also young you know i think he just turned 18 fairly recently Mm -hmm. um so if he can start next year in modesto that's obviously a great sign but i think it's going to be a it's a long game uh type of, of play here so We'll see what they do. Like, like the player, don't love that they went over slots. So overall, the pick to me is fine, but it, it's not my favorite.
0: Alright, fine. I'll, I'll just throw the comp out there, even though I don't like it anymore for reasons. Traitor. Reasons we will not get into on this show. Uh, <laughs> I look, I, I I look at the profile, I look at, you know again, when we're talking about comps, we're talking about absolute high-end, everything goes right. Numbers wise, I don't know about aesthetically or, you know, mechanically, but numbers wise kind of sounds like maybe early like Miami Christian Yelich with more consistent power. So if that's what you get early
1: Milwaukee Christian Yelich.
0: Yeah, maybe not maybe not competing for
1: MVPs, but Tyson yeah. here say this guy's gonna win an MVP. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. But but
0: maybe like a perennial, like four-win guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. certainly it's certainly the upside.
0: Yeah. So uh that would be great. That would be an mm-hmm. absolute home run of a pick for the Mariners if that's what he turns out to be. So we'll see. All right. We're going to be talking about Ty Pete and then the Marist second rounder, Ben Williamson, in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked on Marist podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? I am. Want to times your money by 100 Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. Making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less. And if you win, you can withdraw your payouts safe and quickly. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. You're listening to the Locked On podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen again. You can catch or you can get your Mariners fix on the Mariners hometown broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app during the all-star break. So Pete, this is where the Mariners draft started to get a lot more interesting because if you weren't, Kylie McDaniel. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that you expected Ty Pete to be a Mariner by the end of last night, but Kylie McDaniel had it. No one else did. Uh, I don't know what everyone else was missing, but uh, yeah, Ty Pete, the third and final pick for the Mariners in the top 30. Uh, this is their competitive balance round A selection. Barmelo was the pick that they got from Julio, winning rookie of the year last year. Uh, And Pete, really interesting dude. He uh, has pitched and can throw really hard, but he hasn't pitched in the last 11 months. I think that's pretty much done with. He had a shoulder thing and he hasn't pitched since. That was about 11 months ago that that thing flared up. But it seems like he's healthy. He went to the draft combine recently. uh, So I assume everything checked out. So much so that, I mean, the Mariners went and spent their you know, third top 30 pick on him. So they must feel pretty good about it. Uh, Pete is still 17 years old. He won't turn 18 until next month. Uh, He is just five summers removed from playing in the Little League World Series. So that's how young of a guy we're talking about here. Uh, But really interesting dude. A lot of pop. Saw some clips of him just hitting nukes. Uh, he's, He's interesting. But he's also, look, every prep guy is a project, right? Mm -hmm. But Pete seems even more so, especially when you stack him up to Farmello and Emerson. What do you think about him?
1: Yeah. um, He's definitely more of a a long haul uh, type of player. Um, Yeah. You know, he's interesting. Apparently the talk in the industry last night was that the Mariners plan was to buy Pete down to 57. um, But I think that changed when they drafted Emerson um who was going to take over slot to sign. So uh, now they're going to sign Pete. It sounds like they'll probably get him to an underslot deal um, by picking him at 30. Uh so that is where they will get some of the money to uh pay Farmelo uh, or Emerson. So, yeah, Pete is an interesting guy. It's probably probably about 15-20 picks too high, quote unquote. Uh, I think he fit pretty comfortably talent-wise in that uh you know 45 to 55 range. Uh, so it's not an egregious overdraft by any stretch. Uh, and there are some loud tools here. He's 96 miles an hour from the mound. Now he's not a two way player. So if anybody's telling you that they don't know what they're talking about, he's going to be, you know, an offensive player for now infield. Uh, he still has a strong arm, but the shoulder injury, it, it might be an issue if he were to continue to pitch. So they're going to put him on the mound. It's loud contact, loud bat speed. Um, he can he can crush the ball. He runs very well. He's a good athlete. Uh, You know, obviously he still has the good. You know, no pun intended. He still has the good fastball. So this is a legitimately toolsy player who just kind of needs some refining and just kind of has some work to do, uh, like all prep guys do. But he's young. He's very young for this draft, um, and he's very talented. So. I like Pete. He's probably the guy I I think is has the biggest risk of being a big leaguer, but I still mm-hmm. feel pretty confident that he's going to contribute just because he's such a good athlete with such loud tools that it feels like he's going to find some way to get to the big leagues. It might take him full five years. Whereas mm-hmm. Farmello might be up in, in, you know, three years, three and a half years. And it's possible Emerson's up in like two and a half, but it might take him a little bit to get there, but Again, that's the beauty of drafting a guy at seventeen years old. If it takes him five years, he still makes his debut at twenty-two years old. So mm-hmm. Pete is a really fun player. Uh, I think there's tremendous upside here. There's also some risk, as there is with any player that you draft, but particularly young prep guys. Yeah. Uh, But we'll see if he stays on the dirt. I think he could be a plus uh, defensive outfielder. He is again, freak athlete. It's kind of the kind of the mode of the Mariners first. Two days here is they are taking athletes who can play up the middle, uh, who have loud tools, and they're going to develop them. And they they trust Justin Tool and, and his staff to develop these guys. And and again, like we talked about in the previous picks, hard to blame them with the early returns of the other young prep guys that they have developed uh, over the last two years. So, uh, yeah, definitely a toolsy pick. Definitely a, a I don't want to say a head scratcher. Definitely a bit surprising that they went you know with another prep shortstop after they took one at 22. Um, but this, this is a kid who has just tremendous ceiling and, uh, you know, obviously is, is a guy that the Mariners really like if they were going to try and talk him down to 57. Um, so I, I think this is a a really interesting prospect. It'll be fun to see him develop. It might be a full year. Like we might be a year from now and he's just getting to Modesto. Like, no All idea right. how this kid is gonna, how fast he's gonna move, but he is a fun, fun player, and he's he's gonna land it pretty comfortably, I think, in my top fifteen prospects, but probably you know closer to, to fifteen than than ten. But he's a, he's a good player, he's a fun player.
0: Yeah, and because of the ages, I mean, gonna be interesting to see you know him and and Felton and Selliston as long as those two guys are in the organization with one another, kind of how the mares deploy those two guys uh, because I assume they're probably gonna be playing uh, on at the same level. For all, uh, the majority of their pro careers, um, so you know, obviously both of those guys shortstops as of now. But again, Pete has the athleticism to move all around. There's some thought that Celestin could also move around as well. So uh, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. Shout out to Terry McClure though, the Mariners' Georgia and South Carolina scout, uh, first year scouting, and uh, the Mariners take his guy in tie Pete. Uh, so that's really cool for uh, for Terry there
1: and by the way that is a absolute hotbed of baseball yeah. talent so to yeah. have a first year guy man those that region uh and you know essentially get a first round pick in his first year at the job that that's that's awesome so congratulations really, to him really cool. uh you know it, it's a big day for a lot of scouts too a lot of area scouts that you know mostly to, today and tomorrow are the big days for those guys but you know it, it's a big day for scouts too and and you know resumes are built on stuff like this. So yep. congratulations to him. And, and, you know, it's, it's a big uh, collaborative effort and, you know, you got, you got to make sure that you uh, you show your appreciation with these guys and the work they put in. But uh, yeah, the Mariners walk out of the, the first day with three young high upside up the middle athletic, freaky type left-handed. of left-handed. <laughs> yeah. All left-handed hitting like yeah. that. They had, they had a type, they certainly had a type and, and, these are three guys that are very, very easy to dream on. So lots of fun.
0: As a result, excuse me, as a result of their, uh, it's been a long day of recording. My <laughs> voice is trying to give up. Uh, as a result of their uh, spending on Farmelo and Emerson, uh, they had to go under And it looks pretty significantly under uh, with their second round pick at number 57 that's Ben Williamson third baseman out of William and Mary he's a senior sign uh but he's kind of intriguing um word on the street is it's a 60 grade or above glove uh with some intriguing uh tools at the plate uh tell me about uh Williamson
1: yeah righty righty um i've seen i i saw one guy say it was a 60 plus glove everybody else seems to think that it is at the very least solid average at third like there there's very little doubt that he will be able to play third base at a good level uh in as yeah. a pro so that's probably where he's going to be he also played some shortstop might be able to play some second he's a good athlete not not the explosive athlete that they got in the first few rounds but it is uh developing power uh right now i think i read somewhere that it's pretty comfortably 25 home run raw power right now maybe even 30 uh and more walks than strikeouts he's kind of a ctz guy there are some good numbers uh based on you know uh swing speed and uh just the big data guys seem to really like this guy as well so yeah it's it's an intriguing player third base probably maybe a little bit of utility you can kind of move him around a little bit uh i i think the a pretty common comp for him right now is tyler locklear which I get because, you know, they're both performers at small schools. They both went in the second round to the Mariners. So I get that from all that perspective, but honestly to to me, like I Williamson is a significantly better athlete. Um, So the fact that he can play third is a huge bonus to him. The fact that he's athletic enough that some people think he could play the outfield is a bonus. So to me, I, I when I read Williamson and and you know obviously I had to read up on Williamson more than anybody else because he was the guy I didn't know existed until about you know eighteen hours ago. So I had yeah. to read up a lot on him. But as I kind of read up on the profile and what type of player he is and the type of athleticism he has, I think I have a ceiling comp that that's fun. And, and keep in mind this is ceiling, absolute ceiling. So you're you're supposed to reach for the stars with these ceiling comps. So yep. here's what I'm going to give you, Ty. Okay. Mitch Hannaker. So I think more like 2018 Machaniger than 2021 Machaniger or 2022 Machaniger. 21. Yeah, 21. Uh, But yeah, I think there's a possible major leaguer here. And for a uh, significantly under-slot draftee, if you can get a major leaguer out of that, that's not a wasted pick, uh, even at the second round. So yeah, I I actually like Williamson. He's not going to be top 15, I don't think. But I like him more than I like Locklear coming out of last year, but obviously Locklear has the track record. So I think Williamson's probably going to get some run in, in Modesto this year. So we'll get to see him a little bit, uh, would be my guess, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a money saver. Sure. But unlike past money savers, like Wyatt Mills, there's a legitimate major league. Like, I don't know if there's an everyday ceiling to him. I mean, the ceiling, as I mentioned before, is Machaniger, yeah. but, like, I think like the 75th percentile is that he's just a, a pretty solid bat first utility guy who provides some, some, you know, defensive value and some base running skills.
0: Yeah. The, the Locklear comp feels really lazy to me. Yeah. It feels like, oh, yeah, they were I both drafted in the second round and they performed yeah. at small schools. And that's mm-hmm. about where the, the comparisons die, though. Pretty like, much. Like this guy, you can actually play defense. He, he can, he'll be able to stick out at, at the corner. He can play multiple positions if you need him. Like, like you said, he's probably going to wind up being a utility guy um, if he reaches the big league level. So none of that is Tyler Locklear. <laughs> Tyler Locklear is a first baseman. <laughs> like that. Yeah. He's a first base power hitter, like, which is That's great. And yeah. he's, and he's off to a great start in his pro career, obviously. So yeah. unfortunately injured, but yeah. 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 But uh, I
1: mean, yeah. Locklear top 15 prospects still like yeah. for the Mariners, but you know, I, I think, I just think Williamson has more of an upside. Um, honestly it was, it was funny, you know, as I was first started reading about him, the profile that was, that I read first, I was like, this is like Kyle Seeger's profile verbatim, <laughs> like probably a utility guy, probably a seventh, eighth round pick, like more hit than power. Maybe he could sell out for power and hit, you know, 18 and, and, you know, play second base. Like, eh. I was like, Oh, wow. That's just Kyle Seeger. When taught, when, uh, what McNamara took him in the third round, Mm -hmm. people are like, that's a fifth round utility guy at best. And, and Kyle Seeger was an all star in the, in the first day at the very least. And, and I'm excited to watch him. Uh, he's probably one of the only guys we're going to get to see in Modesto this year. So, uh, yeah. That'll be fun. And and I don't know. He'll probably start in Arizona, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if he got, you know, a month or so Modesto to, to kind of wrap the year. And he's a fun player. I, I think another comp that is kind of lazy is Hogan Windish. Uh, personally, I, right. like, I get it. They're both small colleges. They both hit. Uh, they're both, you know, guys that the models love and all that stuff. But like, Windish is a first baseman also <laughs> who can kind of fake it at third. Williamson is a legit third baseman so it's it's a fun
0: player look if you can raise my eyebrows with a significantly underslot guy that's all I could ask for really so they've done that here with Williamson intrigued to see how his development goes all right so that's gonna do it uh, unless there's anything else you want to add before we get on out of here all right cool uh, so tomorrow we'll uh we'll touch on the derby a little bit, depending on you know how Julio does. If he wins, then we'll talk about it a bit longer. If not, we'll just like quickly mention it and move on. And then we'll uh talk about some of the uh, day two guys the Mariners have taken. Uh, they took another prep guy, which is really interesting. Uh, they took uh an insane athlete <laughs> out of uh, Winthrop, um yeah. and. They took a guy with a with a great name that I feel uncomfortable saying here on the uh, Lockdown Maris podcast, but definitely on the Controlled Zone podcast. So uh, be sure to join us for all of that. But for now, that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Maris podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, pat node. I'm tiding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter. At L O underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E, G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C P A T one one. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well, over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. We're also on threads now at the same at. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Go Julio.